Welcome to the Soap Bible Study Series from Oak Tree Community Church in South Bend, Indiana. We're working our way through the first gospel, the gospel of Matthew, and we are uh, just starting the second half yeah, at right. this point. Yep. Right. Chapter yeah. 15. Yeah, so chapter, yeah, chapter 15, and we go through 15 through 18, about but halfway, halfway through, through 18. 18. Yeah, about yeah. three and a half chapters this week. Yeah, yeah so, so you get some fun reading there. Yeah, so we did 12 through 14 last week, right. and there was a major... I mean, yeah, well, Jesus had presented himself as the Messiah. You know, it was like, okay, you know, here, here's what's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes, yep. <laughs> right? And, yeah, right? And the Pharisees and Sadducees said something, no. but it wasn't yes. <laughs> right. So he was rejected. Yeah. So so we think, oh, Jesus didn't know that was coming. You know, now we're on plan B. Definitely on plan B, or it wasn't his first choice, but he gave him a choice. Yeah. And, and he was rejected. Yeah, and what's interesting is that you know, we, we saw the prophets had said that that was going to happen. Right. And it's not because God made them reject, but he said, I, I know this is what you're going to do. But he still made uh, the offer. He, he still made the yeah. offer. It was a legitimate offer. Here, I'm, I'm your king. Here's the kingdom. If you would accept it. They didn't accept it. Right. So um, after the rejection, uh, Jesus healed the demon. And then they... they gave a bigger rejection, or maybe that was a rejection, where they said, um, you know, he, he got his power from Satan. Yeah. So Jesus, not that he closed down, but he kind of shut down talking to the Jews, and now we're going to find where he starts picking up talking to the Gentiles and start doing more training on his disciples. Yeah, just for a quick clarification, didn't heal a demon, healed oh. a demon-possessed person, right? <laughs> I know that's what you meant, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you clean that up yourself when you heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this big rejection. He changes his teaching style. He changes his his sort yeah, of parables his method, come into right? play. Right. Yeah. So he's not going to be doing these big mass miracles for the crowds anymore, uh, with a couple exceptions. Yeah. Right. Right. He's really focusing down with his uh, the disciples who are going to be his apostles. Right. Right. So one of the first things that happens in chapter 15 is the big guns from Jerusalem come. Mm -hmm. So so this means a bunch of things happen. One is the the ruling party in the north. Um, talks to the ruling party in Jerusalem yeah. and said, hey, we got a problem here. You need to send some people. Yeah. Uh, they took it serious enough that they sent people up. So now we have these people that came from Jerusalem, um, ideally the experts in the law, uh, Pharisees, Sadducees, and they're talking to Jesus. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting. One of the first things they did is they went the same route as the guys in the north did. Yeah. The guys in the north were, hey, your disciples are doing some weird stuff stuff these guys said hey your disciples uh, they're breaking with traditions stuff, yeah. in fact they are breaking the rules and the hideous thing that they did they didn't wash their hands yeah and you're like before they ate something yeah. right yeah yeah but um it's a it's a tradition and they recognized that it was a tradition and said it was a tradition but they're making a big deal out of it like it's a, like it's a law yeah and and they're like you know who are you that you know they can break our traditions and i love jesus's response <laughs> jesus responses who are you that you're not following god's law actual law <laughs> it's okay so we may be breaking tradition but you don't even follow yeah, the law, yeah. right? And he calls that out. One point I'd like to make is that the fact that they're coming from Jerusalem, these religious leaders, shows 
and again, Matthew yeah. sort of building this out, right? So this is no longer just a regional rejection. If it were just yeah. regional, Jesus right. could go somewhere else and maybe they'd be fine. Good point. This is national now. This is Jerusalem saying, we don't accept you. Right. Not much else, you know, nowhere else to go in Israel once, you know, once yeah. the, like you said, the yeah. big guns, you know, yeah. start shooting them down. So, so it's, you know, how big a deal is this, right? They're not washing their hands. It's, tra it's tradition. But the, the major point in my mind is um, even 2,000 years ago, the the ruling party was putting traditions over the Bible. Yeah, you know they were putting them at a higher at a higher level. Yep. Even if they put them at the same level, it's still a problem. It's still a problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we find that some churches do that today too, yeah. right? Um, you know, can I move the piano? Well, you know, that was a big one, you know, 20, 30 years ago yep. when, when, you know, bringing in a drum set. Yeah. <gasps> We've always had it there. We've always done this. Yep. Yeah. But it's not. It's not a law. It's not a. Yeah. It's so, just a tradition. So churches do it. Organizations do it. Families do it. Individuals. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. What my well, preferences are or something. Yeah. Yeah. You it's, know how do you set up your Christmas tree? Or oh, do you that's do right. Mm, yep. Yep. Can't do that. Yeah, we so. put a pickle on ours. <laughs> Got to find a pickle. Yeah. All right. So then Jesus talked to the crowd about about defiling and defilement. Yeah. Um, and later he he explains, guys. You know, you're not getting it to the disciples, yeah. and it was almost from a parable standpoint. You yeah. know, and, and he's explaining it. He goes, he goes. It doesn't matter what you put in. You yeah. know, what what you eat. He goes, what matters is what comes out, yeah. right? The words you say. Yeah. And that's where the hatred comes out. That's where the slander comes out. That's where the lies come out. Yeah. And that's the that's the problem. It's not that. You know, you ate a grape. Which is interesting because under the, the law, which they were living under, what you ate did make you unclean. Right. What Jesus was saying was, listen, it doesn't defile you in the sense of like corrupting you. There is a ceremonial uncleanness or whatever, but right. it's not going to, you know, it's not going to hurt you if you do these things. It's there, There's something else going on there, which also sets up. In Acts chapter ten, when God said to Peter, "You know, yeah, go and kill, and kill and eat these things," yeah. he's like, oh, "I would never do anything." It's like, come on, that's you know, right? Changing things here. So yeah, yeah. Um, so Jesus goes into a Gentile area, yeah, and uh, a lady came up and wanted her her child healed, and Jesus said no because yeah. she wasn't Jewish. Yeah, and. And I, um, I think it's one of those Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. It wasn't that he wasn't going to heal. He just wanted to to present a contrary argument to her and let her see what she was going to do with it. Yeah, it's really interesting. She she came at him like using all the right words, oh, son of David and all this stuff, which doesn't mean anything to a Gentile. She's a Canaanite, right? right? It wasn't until she just broke down and said, Lord, would you please help? He's like, ah, see, now that's the kind of heart that I'm looking for. You yeah. know, it wasn't the fancy words. It wasn't the script. Yeah. It wasn't all the stuff, right? Yeah, and Jesus even says, wait, wait, I came here for the Jews. Yeah. And she said, well, don't even a dog, doesn't a dog even get the table scraps yeah. or the scraps yeah. and crumbs from the table? Yeah, and I think that's so amazing. And, and it doesn't say that he was amazed. We've talked about that in the yeah. past, you know, but he does say that she had great faith. Just like the centurion, who's also a Gentile, and great faith, uh, as I said, comes from great humility. And that's what she was really demonstrating, was she's like, 
you know, I'm, I'm not asking for much. I'm just asking for a crumb. Do you have a leftover crumb? I know yeah. what you can do. I'm not asking for much. Okay. Just want a leftover miracle. Yeah, just just <laughs> yeah. if you have something that you're not yeah. using, you know, yeah. it's just very, very cool. It is. And we keep on going with, you mentioned Gentiles, right? So right. we're going to see for the rest of chapter 15 really some some big Gentile stuff going. Yeah, well, the biggest is next, right? Yeah. Um, Jesus heals, or Jesus, Jesus feeds 4,000. Yeah. So Jesus, um, um, uh, it's very similar to the feeding of the 5,000. Yep. Right, going to a remote location. All these people come in. Uh, this would have happened over many days. And in fact, I think it says after three days, people were getting a little hungry. Yeah. And that means the food they brought had run out by that time. And uh, very similar. It's like, hey, send these people away. And and Jesus says, no, we're going to feed them. Mm -hmm. And the disciples seem confused. Yeah. And I and I think part of that is the confusion where people think, oh, it's just a retelling of the 5,000. Yep. I think the reason that the disciples were confused was, these are now Gentiles. These are Gentiles. Yeah. yeah why, why would we, we be feeding? Gentiles. Yeah, why are we messing around with it's still, it? Yeah. yeah, still the Jewishness in the in the disciples that Jesus seems to be trying to get out. Yeah, yeah. Right? So they end up feeding uh, four thousand men. Again, there would have been many more women and children there. Yep. And then Jesus moves into a a more Jewish area mm -hmm. after after that. Yep. Uh, in chapter 16, the, the Sadducees and Pharisees came together to test Jesus. So right now, you know something's up because these two guys don't like each other, right? The, the Pharisees and Sadducees uh, traditionally uh, butt heads with each other. Yeah. So if they're ganging up on people, the, the, you know, there's a reason yeah. uh, for that. Um, they asked Jesus for a sign. And Jesus is frankly done giving them a sign, right? The, 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 he has been rejected at this point, and he keeps going back to, I'm just going to give you the sign of Jonah. Mm -hmm. and, and if we go back to the story of Jonah, Jonah was in a big fish for three days mm -hmm. and then came out. Jesus kind of equating to that is my sign's going to be, I'm going to die and in three days come back, yeah. come back to life. Yeah, I'll be in the heart of the earth for, for three yeah. days. Three days and three nights is a very Jewish phrase. Matthew's the only one who uses it. Everybody else typically says on the third day. And so yeah. there's a there's a there's a, a Hebraism that goes into that. We don't really have time to get into all the detail, but um, it doesn't necessarily mean seventy two hours exactly. It can be any part yeah, of sorry. right. So it's yeah. the third day, is right. uh, is what he's talking about there. Okay. Uh, so as they're walking to these areas, there's always a lot of time to talk, and Jesus is talking and instructing his disciples, and they had a conversation that basically came down to Jesus saying. Who do you think I am? Yeah. Right. You know, and he starts off with who do others say I am? And then he gets down to who do you say I am? Yeah. And, and, uh, Peter, right. Peter comes back with, um, um, you are the Christ, which means Messiah. Yeah. Which is big in Matthew's audience. You're the right. Messiah, the son of the son of God. God. Yeah. 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 Son of the living God. Yeah. And Jesus, Jesus gives him an answer that really has many parts to it. Yeah. One part is, man, you're blessed because you didn't get that from yourself. My father gave it to you. Yeah. God this is a spiritual truth. Yeah. yeah. And then Jesus says on this rock, I will build, um, was he say my, my church. My church. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff in here, right? Uh, there's prophecy. Jesus is going to build something. Hades cannot 
overcome it. Yep. That's also, you know, something that, that hasn't happened yet, but yep. uh, prophecy that is, is fulfilling. Yep. And then there's always a question about on this rock and what does, what does that mean? Um, some people think it means Peter because that was part of his name. Um, I think we go with more that is Jesus. Jesus himself is the rock. Yeah. yeah. And, and back to the stumbling or the, the cornerstone and the stumbling block. Yeah. With yeah. That. Which is what Peter says in first Peter chapter two. I mean, he identifies Jesus. Jesus. Is the rock. So, yep. you know, if, if you, yeah, he was there. You yeah. Know. <laughs> right. 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 And then uh, he ends this with don't tell anybody. Yeah. And this is, this wasn't a don't tell anybody forever. It was just, Hey, I just want you to keep it on the down low for a while. You're going to remember it later. And, yeah. and, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesus then goes into, a, and I think we find at least three times where he clearly explains his death and resurrection. Yeah. And he's telling his disciples, here's what's going to happen. So this wasn't a one and done type of deal. And I got to believe the first time the disciples heard it, it's kind of in one ear and out the other. Oh, that's not going to happen. He's the Messiah. Yeah. Right. How can that happen? Yeah. Peter, in fact, you know, came off of this big spiritual win. Jesus says, you know, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom, which uh, is just a, a, it was a short term. It was a temporary thing that we see Peter fulfill in Acts. And uh, Peter's like, you know, come here, Jesus. We need to have a little talk here. It says Peter actually rebuked him. Don't talk like that. Yeah. And and Jesus turns and says, you know, get behind behind me, me, Satan. Satan. Right. What's interesting, the word Satan means adversary. Okay. In Matthew chapter four, Satan's big push, the big three, was uh, his big push was you can have the kingdom without having to go through all this stuff. If you just bow down and worship me, I'll give you the whole world. Right? Right. What was Peter saying here? Yeah. Same thing, really. You, you can have the kingdom without having to go yeah. through all this stuff. It wasn't that Jesus was calling him, you are Satan, or you know, Satan had possessed Peter or something. Yeah. If you take the word Satan and get rid of it as a name and just use it as a descriptor and means adversary, he's saying, you are doing the same thing. You are standing opposed to me right now. You think you're helping me. You're yeah. actually setting yourself up as my enemy right now by yeah. tempting me to not go through with what I'm yeah. supposed to go through with. Good. It's really important. Right. Uh, really important thing. Um, the end of the section, uh, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, some of you will not die before seeing the Son of Man come into this kingdom. Yeah. Right. Which is, it seems like that, you know, that's the end of chapter 16, and now we yeah. go into chapter 17. It's actually fulfilled in the first few verses of 17. It actually goes with 17 better than it goes with chapter 16. It's really interesting. It was fulfilled in the transfiguration. Yeah, and again, the uh, chapters and verses are put in by man instead. Uh, So chapter uh, 17 starts with six days later. So we're six days after this happened. Uh, Peter, James, and John go to Jesus uh, on a high mountain, and Jesus uh, is is transfigured, which really means what? Well, in this case, he was glowing i guess is the best way to put the glory his 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 true nature his his divine being Being. you know is is showing part of it yeah right Right. the glory of god is showing uh at that point and then moses and elijah show up yep which that that had to be tough to take and and we make fun of peter again during during this part but 
how freaked out would you be? Yeah, right. right. So he's talking, and God he's says, trying to you know, make things you know, right. You know, listen, listen. But what what we what we have here is yeah, and then God comes. God makes an appearance. Yeah, too. we have the promise. There are some standing here who will not experience death until they see the Son of Man coming in the kingdom. Six days later, three of them saw a glimpse of the kingdom. Right. You have Jesus in his glory. You've got two Old Testament saints who right. are standing there. You can talk to them right. just like in the kingdom. Right. You've got God, God speaking saying, yep. just like in the kingdom. And what you have is, is uh, the apostles represented there. So the church is represented. You have the Old Testament saints. You have prophets. Yeah. You have Moses as the lawgiver. Right. You have a little microcosm of the kingdom yeah. right there. And what Jesus said has been fulfilled. Right. Right. So so they come back down the mountain, um, and there's a crowd. And the other disciples were trying to heal the, the um, heal a son of somebody who had a bunch of seizures, seizures, uh, but they failed. Right. So, right. They couldn't bring a demon out of a out mm -hmm. of a person. So Jesus rebukes the demon, and the demon comes out of him. And then you know the disciples are like, "How come we weren't able to do that?" And Jesus said it was their lack of faith. Yeah. That they couldn't heal this heal this son. Yeah. Yeah, so what is lack of faith is lack of humility. Lack of humility is pride. So this man came to see Jesus. Right. Well, Jesus is busy. We can take care yeah. of it for you. Yeah. And they couldn't. Right. And it was a pride thing for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jesus sent, tells the disciples for a second time he's going to be killed and resurrected. Uh, at least three of the disciples seem to have a better understanding. You know, they were distressed was, yeah. was what came on there. Yeah. Um, then... There's a discussion going on in chapter 18, and we just go through verse 14 uh, in this week's reading. Uh, but the disciples ask, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Yeah. And, and I read that word kingdom to be the messianic kingdom yeah. uh, or the thousand year. Yeah, kingdom of heaven is talking about Messiah's kingdom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the and the the rules are going to be different for for these thousand years than there are for us. Yeah. In there, even though we will be there as part of that. Yep. Uh, thousand years. Um, so there's words like humble yourself, don't be the stumbling block. I mean, those make sense in in Jewish terms. Yeah. Um, also, don't cut off your hand and feet. Or you know, sorry. If um, if your hand and feet are causing you problems and causing you to sin, it's better that you get rid of them. Yeah. Um, which we say, well, that's what we should do as Christians. But if our hands and feet are causing us to sin and we cut them off, how do how is our sin forgiven? Yeah, and it doesn't really have anything and, to do with that. It says um, um, it's better for you to enter into life, which is the kingdom, crippled then have you know your hands and feet and be thrown into eternal fire the thing is the christian is never in danger of eternal right. fire there is no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus so it's not applicable in that way you know if somebody doesn't yeah. chop off their hand or you know whatever you know pluck out their eye they're going to go to hell you don't go to hell you know, because you did a particular sin and right. didn't chop and off And that's why hand. we accept Christ in the first place. Yeah, so his death and resurrection, which had not happened yet, he's still talking right. to people who are under the law, who are looking forward to the kingdom. Right. The church, chapters 16 through 20, Jesus is working with his apostles to help prepare them for a church age that nobody saw coming. 
but he's still talking to people who don't know anything about it. He's still talking about the kingdom. He's still talking to, to Jews who are under the law. Right. Yeah. Uh, we end this week with the parable of the lost sheep. And it was like, man, I hope we end there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, there is a longer version of the story in Luke in chapter 15. Yep. Uh, but the key point is, okay, let's say you got 100 sheep mm-hmm. and you lose one. Yeah. Right. What are you going to do? You're going to set those 99 aside. Make sure they're safe in yep. a pen. You're going to go out to look for that one sheep. Yep. And when you find them, you're, you're going to have a huge celebration. Bring it back. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people like yeah. to use this. And like you said, the longer version, the lost coin and the, the lost son or the prodigal son right. for evangelism. Right. Yep. Um, you know, we got to go talk to unsaved people. But that's not what yeah. it's about. Because yeah. the lost sheep was one of the 100, right. wandered away and came back. The lost coin was one of the 10, rolled away. And was found and came back. The lost son was already a son, yeah. And you know, and walked away back. and yeah. came back. So what we're really talking about is, in the context, the Jewish people who had just become cynical or jaded about the right. Messiah, Complacent. about the law, yep. and they wandered away. They're not obeying the law anymore. And Jesus says, "I'm trying to bring yeah. you back into the fold. You were here once." Right, so maybe we would talk about that as discipleship or sanctification or something, but it's it's not, not It's not really an evangelistic yeah. Yeah, uh, passage point. the way uh, the way some people like to use it. Yeah. So we just went through three and a half chapters. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was three and a half uh, in a in a very short period of time. We could have spent hours more on it. Um, that's what you can do when you read, right? So, like always, take your time when you're reading this. Yeah, and ask questions. If there's yeah. stuff that, that you're like, oh, I wish they would have talked about that, yeah. ask the questions. We'd be happy to answer those for you, respond to those. Um, in the meantime, enjoy it. You know, we're reading in sections over the course of the week. And um, uh, next week we'll come back. We'll tackle a couple of more chapters in this section where Jesus is preparing them for the next, for the the next, next phase. Time. Yeah. Yep. So see you then. Bye, everybody.